The police came and took a report, but they really have bigger fish to fry than looking for a stolen bicycle. So we never did find it. It's out there somewhere. I don't know how they got the key to the battery or how they charged the battery, but they probably figured out a way. So it's a tale of woe. I no longer keep my garage door open, even for 15 minutes. And I might add that I live in a gated community. So there's a false sense of security with that. His story is unfortunately becoming more common. In fact, every 30 seconds, a bike is stolen in the United States. And cars are not often watching where they're going and seeing that there are bikes around them. Sometimes you get clipped and you end up with a broken bicycle and injuries that require medical care. That's not meant to shock you. All of this is actually meant to educate you on the unforeseen circumstances that can come up by being a bicycle rider. That applies to e-bikes as well. So on today's episode of the Area 13 e-bikes podcast, I'm sharing with you a solution to help make sure that you are prepared for the road ahead. If you're new to the show, this is the place where you can learn all about electric bikes, products related to them, and most importantly, the people behind the scenes and behind the handlebars. That's right. I'm going to be connecting with more of you, actual e-bike riders, to share more about your experience, having fun, getting outside, and the things that you want to learn about. We're going to be sharing all of that on monthly episodes the first Tuesday of every month. If you haven't met me, I'm Jessica, one of the team members with Area 13 e-bikes. And I have to say, getting to talk to all of you is really fun because I get to learn more about what you're seeking in the e-bike world and what you need for solutions and what your experience is like. Some of you are traveling full-time and some of you are weekend warriors. Some of you ride your bike to work and back. I'm sure there are more types of e-bike riders and I would love to hear from you. On today's show, we have a guest that has a topic that I'm sure you have thought about a lot. And if you don't have this particular thing and you have an e-bike, you're definitely going to need it. Today, we have Nikhil, the co-founder and CTO of Oyster. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Jessica. It's really nice to be here. Awesome. Well, we've actually had uh, meetings previously, kind of in depth about what you do. And Oyster is definitely different from other insurance companies. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Sure. Um, I'd be happy to tell you a little bit more about Oyster. Oyster is a personal insurance technology company that focuses on democratizing access to personal insurance by using data and technology to deliver the best customer experience in the insurance industry. And specifically, you'd be using Oyster to insure individual items such as your bikes or e-bikes, which are high value and some usually face some kind of risk, uh, such as being in an accident or being stolen. Very true. E-bikes are definitely an investment. So our customers, whether they have a bike now or they're going to get a bike in the future, they need to make sure that they protect that, but also they protect themselves. Can you tell me a little bit what might happen if someone were to fall off their bike and they have Oyster? Yeah. So as I mentioned, Oyster provides comprehensive coverage for bikes, e-bikes, and their riders. So as a part of our insurance policies, uh, which are backed by top-rated carriers, 
you'll be able to add on an optional coverage for medical payments. If you're hurt or injured while riding your bike, the coverage will essentially pay for your medical bills and allow you to kind of recover at your own pace without having to worry about paying the bills. That's important. I uh, have gotten the nickname crash before because sometimes <laughs> I get going a little bit fast and I take turns like I'm in a Mini Cooper and I get a little crazy and I have fallen over and yeah, I don't usually get hurt, but having insurance would be important in case I did. So how much does bicycle insurance cost? That's a great question. So the cost really depends on a few different factors, but the primary ones are your geographical location, the type of the bike, whether it's an e-bike, uh, whether it's a mountain bike, as well as the price of the bike. So you can conservatively estimate that it costs about 6 to 7% of the price as an annual premium. So a $1,000 bike would cost about 60 to $70 a year to insure. Okay. An average price for, I would say, a mid-rangey bike, like a 750 or a 1,000 watt. We've got the Blackbird and we've got the Lancer. They're pretty popular models and they started about $24.99 at the time of this recording. So how much would that cost me per year? Yeah. So about $2,500, we can say six and a half percent average is about $160 a year. And that covers uh, a wide array of risks. For example, if your bike is stolen at or away from home, if you get into an accident and your bike is damaged, if your bike is lost while you're transporting it, your apparel, your spare parts, replacement parts, all those are covered as well, uh, all in the premium for the base policy. Okay. What's the next policy from the base policy? Sure. So with Oyster's policies, it is actually one policy and you can add on coverages that you feel are applicable to you. So the next few coverages that you can add on are worldwide coverage. So if you're traveling with your bike, for example, you're riding your bike to, to Canada or you've transported it to Europe and you want to ride it there, as long as you're a U.S. resident and you've selected this coverage, your bike will be covered anywhere you go. Uh, the medical payments coverage is another one that we previously mentioned. If you add this on, we'll cover your medical bills if you're injured while riding the bike. And finally, we also have coverages for third-party liability. So if you've uh, ridden your bike and crashed it into someone else's property and are legally liable for damage or repairs or any other uh, lawsuit, this coverage would cover any liability on your end for, for that damage. Okay, so what if you have your bike on the back of your vehicle on a rack and the people behind you aren't paying attention, let's say they run into your bike or even if they bump it, is that covered by this insurance or do you think that would be under the, the jurisdiction of automobile insurance? That's a great question. It depends on what is damaged. If it is your car and the other person's car that is damaged, you're likely to claim that on your auto policy. But if it's just your bike, then we would negotiate with the auto insurance of the other driver uh, to de determine who's at fault and whether or not the damage is significant. Generally speaking, our policies do cover uh, loss or damage as a result of transportation. So if you have your bike on the back of your car and you, for example, back into a pole and damage your bike or someone unhooks your bike and steals it, then those are covered. Oh, okay. Well, theft is a really big thing with e-bikes. Actually, there was one of our customers that had their bike stolen directly out of his garage. Now, if he had Oyster coverage, what would happen? Because at this point, it's it's a total loss. Yeah, and it's you know that's one of the reasons why we think that bike insurance is very valuable because bikes are expensive. In this case, 
Oyster's policies cover theft from home and away from home. So the, the garage theft would count as an at-home theft. And what the customer would be able to do is they'd be able to sign into their Oyster account and file a claim within just a minute by clicking a few buttons on our claims dashboard, which will walk you through exactly what information we need. And typically you can expect your claims to be processed within about a day and your payout to be made within about a week. Oh my gosh, that's so fast. A lot of people also say, eh, I've got homeowner's insurance and renter's insurance. I don't need another insurance company to get involved. I don't really need bicycle insurance. It's all under my homeowner's policy. Do you think that's really true? That is actually a really great question. And I think listeners should obviously very much consult their specific homeowner's policies. But in general, you can expect much lower coverage on your homeowner's or renter's insurance for two main reasons. Number one is for these additional high value items. For example, the $2,500 bike you mentioned, most renters and homeowners insurance policies will cap the limit of uh, value that they'll insure to about $1,000. So if you have a $2,500 bike and it gets stolen or damaged, the maximum an insurance company would pay out is $1,000, leaving you at risk for the other $1,500. That's the first point. The second is homeowners policies typically have much higher deductibles because the risks that they're insuring are, for example, uh, a tree falls on your roof or someone breaks into your house and steals a lot of things. So with a high deductible, like $500 and a low coverage limit, like $1,000, you're realistically not covered for very much. And this doesn't even include the fact that homeowners and renters insurance coverages are limited. So they won't cover medical payments. They won't cover liability. They won't cover worldwide or away from home theft usually. And accidental damage is, of course, hit or miss as well. You mentioned they won't cover medical payments. That actually got me thinking there was a customer that was sideswiped by a vehicle that was turning and they were actually on the sidewalk and they had their bike with them. But the vehicle sideswiped their bike and wrecked their front wheel. And then, of course, unfortunately, the guy fell and he hurt himself. It was a big mess. I feel like if he had this e-bike insurance, when it's covering medical payments, that probably would have helped a little bit. You know, Jessica, it's really unfortunate that this happens. Um, I, I currently live in New York City, and I see this kind of thing all the time where bikers and vehicles are sharing the road, um, and a lot of vehicle drivers aren't necessarily paying attention to their blind spots, and they kind of cut through a corner, and a bike just happens to be going straight in their bike lane, and they end up crashing into the, the vehicle. And it's really unfortunate because this is this is not an uncommon experience and it can really happen uh, to anyone. Yeah. And I think a lot of cars don't know how to drive on the road when they have to share it with a bicycle. We actually have a video about how to ride your bike with vehicles and what can happen. So I think it's just really important to number one, have protection, wear a helmet, but also have insurance because you never know what can happen. Yeah, I think especially as bikes and e-bikes become more common, we're going to see a lot of more uh, attention being paid to the safety of, of bicycle owners. Uh, and part of that, you know, just as the auto industry did, may involve, uh, you know, mandatory or more common insurance of bikes and e-bike riders, just, just as we've seen in the auto industry. You mentioned that you live in a larger city, New York City to be exact, and the theft and the accidents and things are happening more in cities than in rural areas, but they can really happen anywhere. So are you noticing that people's bikes are getting stolen when they're 
not in a garage? Yeah, people's bikes definitely do. Actually, it's really interesting that you brought this up. When my roommate and I first moved to New York, I think within the first two weeks, we witnessed someone just like take someone else's bike. It was a delivery person's bike. Um, the delivery person went inside the building to deliver food, the groceries, and someone just took that person's bike and ran off. And we were we were shocked. It was like the first two weeks that we were here. I mean, I have seen this before. I hadn't seen it this quickly into moving into a new place, which was a little bit jarring to be frank. Uh, and I really, you know, wish that, that that delivery person had insurance. So you talk about locks on your website as well. Based on that experience, are you recommending certain locks because of what you saw? Yeah, there are actually, if you want to protect your bike from theft, there are some best practices that you should follow. So number one, you want to make sure that you get a secure gold lock. Uh, these are much harder to, to cut through than traditional chain locks or uh, wire locks. And number two, you always want to make sure that the lock is around the body of the bicycle and not the wheel because wheels are easy to remove. And number three, when you lock a bike to an object, you want to make sure that that object itself is not movable, an immovable object. So for example, an actual bike rack or a signpost that is in cement, cemented into the ground or behind a locked gate, if possible. A lot of these things go a long way in preventing theft. They really do. We actually have our eTook bike lock that we sell. And we also have a GPS tracker that a lot of customers have purchased because you can put kind of a ring around the bike and watch it on your phone. I think you can never be too careful when you have this investment of something that many people are using to replace their car. And we actually have someone that <laughs> they made their bike I guess you'd say unstealable if that's even a word, but they've put not only chain locks, but they've put an e-took lock. They put some other very strong locks. And one of the locks out in front of their house is a concrete block. So no one's going to steal that bike. But either way, if they do, having Oyster insurance is going to protect them to be able to replace it. And I wanted to ask you too, with the theft that you noticed and all these things happening in New York City, is that why you started Oyster? Is because you saw that there was a problem? This is definitely one of the reasons why we started Oyster. The main reason we started Oyster is insurance is one of those things where everyone kind of has to deal with at some point in their life, but isn't typically like a pleasant experience. And it's definitely not so the level of experience that we've come to expect from other financial services, such as mobile banking or trading stocks online. And one of the reasons we started Oyster was to bring insurance really into the 21st century, where we've designed an experience for customers to interact with insurance just as they would with, with uh, a newer bank or you know, Robinhood for stock trading or any kind of experience that you come to expect from really the 21st century. And we realized that one of the largest places to improve was in specialty insurance, specifically for bicycles. Bike insurance isn't necessarily something that's new, but we think that there's such a huge opportunity to improve not only the experience that customers have with insurance, but the way they understand their coverages, as well as the way they are filing claims, getting paid out, really kind of experiencing insurance end to end. Making it really simple, not only to get insurance, but also if they need to file a claim, it's really important. I mean, if my bike was stolen, I would seriously 
probably have a nervous breakdown. That bike means everything to me. So being able to go through and and setting up a claim that is stress-free since I'm already going through something really big would be really important for me. And I'm sure for other people that have Oyster. Yeah. And I think, you know, a lot of times we'll see claims processes that are not streamlined and, you know, borderline frustrating to use. I think just as you mentioned with insurance, what you're really trying to get is peace of mind. And there's no reason why the claims flow, the payout flow, the entire end-to-end journey shouldn't reflect that more so than just having the insurance. Yeah. And one of the things I really love is that peace of mind doesn't cost you tons of money. It doesn't cost you the price of the bike. It's just a yearly cost. Is that right? That's right. So with Oyster's policies, um, you are billed yearly, but they're also cancel anytime and we'll issue you a prorated refund if you cancel uh, before one year is over. Wow, that's really nice. And then you work with each state. So is it different per state for what is needed for the insurance coverage? In terms of the information that we need for underwriting purposes, it is largely the same across all the states. The things that are a little bit different are perhaps the price slightly fluctuates depending on the specific geography that you live in. But at this stage, bicycle insurance is pretty standardized in terms of what's required by state law and by, by regulation. Uh, and you know, we try to abide by those uh, as closely as possible. Yeah. So really, Oyster is different from other insurance companies because you make it easy and you're specializing in e-bikes. And other insurance companies like the one that I use for my automobile, for example, when I spoke with them, the lady tried to classify it as a motorcycle. And I said, no, it's not a motorcycle. It's an e-bike. And she just couldn't figure it out, unfortunately. So I feel like you're making it really simple and that's really important. So what's the process look like when someone signs up? What do they see? In terms of the process for signing up for Oyster Insurance, I'm sure that customers know that we we work together with uh, merchants to make sure that our coverage is very much suitable for bikes specifically, and that any kind of claim process and any kind of product design makes sense specifically for bikes and e-bikes. Like you mentioned, some of these auto carriers are not as familiar with the minute details of bikes and e-bikes. In terms of what it looks like to sign up, you'll be able to access the insurance with a link. And from there, it's really just filling out a small piece of information. If you're buying your bike online, you know we work with you, Jessica, Area 13, to kind of figure out and fill out as much information as possible about the bike that's being sold um, so that the customer doesn't have to do that. If you're going directly after you bought the bike, then it's just a matter of telling us what kind of bike you have, whether it's an e-bike, what model it is, how much it costs, and then entering your name and address, and finally choosing your coverage options. The whole process takes about a minute. Wow, that's nice. And so tell me again, maybe some examples of when someone would use Oyster. I know we talked about if it's stolen out of your garage, as an example, if you get hit by a car and or a car hits you, what can happen? Are there any other examples that you have that would apply to this? Yeah, I think if you are riding your bike, uh, you crashed it into someone's private property and they're suing you for damages. If you have the liability protection, Oyster would also cover you there. We talked about uh, medical payments. So if you're injured while riding your bike, you would be covered there. Uh, if you're traveling with your bike or if your bike is lost by an airline carrier in travel, you'd also be covered there. Um, a couple of other things that we cover, if you are 
entering in a competition and you're unable to make the competition uh, a, race, uh, a bike race, for example, we may cover your uh, event fee by reimbursing you. We may also cover if you are unable to, if, you, if you've lost your bike and you need a temporary replacement, we may give you a daily stipend, for example, to get your transportation for uh, until your bike is replaced. And those are a few of the uh, examples I can think of, but really, um, Jessica, it is comprehensive coverage. So very specific risks to owning a bike are covered by Oyster Insurance. That's important. You mentioned entering a race. Earlier in the year, I was in the Tour de Tucson, and it wasn't really a race because it was an e-bike event that they had brought in around the other bikers. But what if I hit someone? (laughs) Is that covered? Yeah, I think if you hit someone, as long as it's not a, a competition, if you hit someone else, and you have the third-party liability coverage, then you would be covered for any damage to them. If you hit someone, damage their bike, and your bike is also damaged as a process of that, your bike, and you would be covered. It depends on your coverage if the other person's bike would also be covered. Hopefully, you know, they also have insurance, in which case everything's okay. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have not hit anyone, but I know that the bikes were getting really close. And we were in this event with they call it acoustic bikes or regular bikes and also e-bikes and things can happen. So that's why I like to be prepared. Yeah, certainly. That's important. So can you tell me or tell our listeners how to sign up for Oyster? Yes, it's a very simple process. If you're buying a new bike through Area 13's website, you'll be able to ensure your purchase right at the point of sale by clicking add coverage on the product page right before you click add to cart. And as a part of that process, we'll get the information about the bike that you've selected, as well as your shipping address, a name as part of the checkout, and kind of get you set up with the insurance. And the process after that is just to activate your account, which will send you an email for. And if you already have a bike that you'd like to get insurance for, once again, uh, we'll share a link that you can click, uh, enter a few pieces of information about your bike and yourself, select your coverages, and then simply submit your application and we'll get you approved within the next few minutes. Yeah. And that doesn't matter if they purchased a bike from us or they have it from elsewhere. They can still click that link and get insurance, even if it was, let's say, five years ago. That's right. There's no limit on how old your bike can be in order to get insurance. So that's right. Five years old, 10 years old, any kind of bike is able to be insured. How great. Well, I'm so jazzed that we're able to offer this opportunity to our listeners. So again, there is a link in our show notes. Please click that, get Oyster Insurance. And it doesn't matter if you've purchased another bike with someone else or a bike with us, or if you're going through that process, we just want to help you stay protected, stay covered and safe. Yes, that's exactly right. Well, thanks so much for joining us on the show today. And I can't wait to go get insurance for myself so that if it gets stolen or if there is some sort of medical coverage that I'm taken care of. Yeah. And thanks for having me, Jessica. I really enjoyed talking to you and all of your listeners about Oyster Insurance. And as always, our team is available all uh, 24-7 in order to answer any questions reachable through our website, through email, through live chat, uh, any method that we can help our customers, we are definitely willing to do so. Thank you so much for listening to the show today. I love making sure that you are a prepared rider, whether that is with an e-bike or a bicycle, you can certainly take advantage of Oyster. And that's something that's going to help you for the trail ahead. Also, I want to hear from you. If you have a guest suggestion, 
or maybe you're that person that you want me to talk to, email me at info at area13ebikes.com. I want to hear how you're getting involved in your e-bike community, what you want to learn about next related to e-bikes. Maybe you want to share your story about how you got started in this. Maybe it was a hobby and it turned into a passion. No matter what, I want to hear from you. So don't forget to email me again at info at area13ebikes.com. Also, check those show notes for helpful links on how to get coverage with Oyster. Join our community on Facebook, sell an e-bike, and so much more. Thank you for joining me today, and I look forward to seeing you on the first Tuesday of every month for a new episode of the Area 13 e-bikes podcast. Oh,